0: happening uh nothing are you still looking for your glasses clearly i have my old glasses on yeah okay well welcome to history of a haunting we lose stuff we're constantly looking for it i'm your host carrie (laughs) (laughs) and i'm your blind host laura Great, great. So are you just going <laughs> to guess what your history part is tonight? or <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, I think it's located in, <laughs> if I recall. Because
1: uh, yeah. I, believe... I don't already stumble over words, so the right. fact that I can't see them as well as I need to should be fun. It's going to okay. be a good time.
0: I think that ready for says this. Iowa. Wait, no. <laughs> Ohio. <laughs> I
1: mean that's kind of what we sound like anyway (laughs) so it should be real interesting
0: real real interesting yeah our uh ranking uh globally as one of the top history podcasts is about to tank um welcome thanks for joining us on the shit show this week guys um evps this week we have uh our merch presale is still going on and things are selling like hot cakes. Everybody I was telling Laura this morning, everybody's buying all the dark colors. Um last time we did a presale, they're like, "Have more color choices, bright colors and da, da da da." So we added bright colors and everybody's still picking black and dark charcoal colors. So, That's what um, they meant
1: by more colors though. They just wanted black. They, well,
0: they said b- bright colors. You're like, charcoal's brighter they than lie. black. <laughs> um, yeah, guys, we've got royal blue. We've got pink. We've got mint. We've got purple. Like, we've got white. Like, come on. Let's pick some. Okay, or not. Um, let's go all goth. Or just order black. <laughs> <laughs> or let's just order black all around. Um, anyway, yeah. So things are selling like hotcakes and it is the darker colors. So I guess, you know everything is slimming it's all very slimming down. Um, come on down, come on down. Off look going on yes podcast.com slash shop uh and uh let's all be emo together um like johnny cash approved yeah <laughs> exactly uh and then um as you listen to this episode we are in gettysburg having the time of our lives and we are at the Gettysburg Bash. It is a paranormal convention. Um, and we are, are just having a great time. Uh, we will try to do some lives. We will certainly be doing some ticker talkers. And uh, I think that's all I've got as far as EVPs. How about you, baby girl?
1: Um, if you see my glasses, let me know. That's all I got. Because <laughs> I can't fucking find them and it's driving me crazy. All right
0: okay so on that end she's gonna read her script <laughs> uh do, can you read where we're taking them or should i read it for you i think i got that Put okay, it okay. a
1: big font uh fairfield county infirmary
0: yay i'm excited for this one do you, can you read your sources i can
1: explore hawkinghills.com ohioexploration.com and ironcityparanormal.com
0: we also by the way guys to save some time those are also my sources including destination fear season one episode nine so all right yeah sources are out of the way laura hit us with the history all right let's do this (laughs) let's
1: do it sorry so just southeast of columbus ohio in the small town of lancaster lies the fairfield county infirmary or poor house also later known as the Clarence e miller building Mm. Uh, The imposing three-story red brick brick building. Here we go. Of (laughs) 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 35,000 feet. It did serve the Fairfield uh, County community for over 170 years. Mm. Uh, In 1828, township officers charged with overseeing the poor and unfortunate contracted the construction of a wooden building. It was soon filled to capacity um acting as a place where the destitute mentally ill physically disabled elderly and orphaned could receive food clothing shelter and medical care
0: as always best laid plans exactly like they all started so, out with the best of intentions all these places to take care of people yeah um,
1: which you know they tried uh, kind of um by 1840 the original wood structure eh. was replaced <laughs> by a large brick building Uh, Additions were made to the facility in 1865, both to the main building as well as constructing a number of uh, outbuildings which were used for storage, tenants, laundry, and farming. Okay. The working farm was located across the street, and many residents worked the land to provide food for themselves, and others housed at the infirmary. Cool. In 1917... Sorry, in 1917 natural gas lines were run to the building to provide heat and lighting uh water pipes were laid in 1926 but electricity was not installed until 1958 oh wow all right all right. so a hot minute there uh they were like this might be a fad let's wait right. it out. let's see um, if this sticks <laughs> right. let's let all these people play with uh, natural gas it should work out well
0: uh, a cemetery
1: which stands behind the building is where paupers and residents without family to claim their bodies lie. And many of the graves are unmarked.
0: Hmm.
1: And this is a, kind of a common theme that we see in these infirmaries yeah. slash poor houses.
0: Even uh, asylums. To- yeah, they're all just yeah. like numbered, like either with their patient number or the number in the order they died or. Yeah, it's yeah. awful. Yeah. According to records, the number of individuals
1: residing at the poorhouse in 1903 was 82, and they were admitted for several different reasons, including mental and physical health conditions that could not be managed by family members. Uh, There were many residents who spent most of their lives at the infirmary and who died there as well, Uh, while some died from old age or their medical conditions. A few met their fate a bit more suddenly and tragically. Uh, Hmm. One such story involves Jane Householder, a 73-year-old resident whose clothing caught on fire when she opened a gas stove while attendants working at the infirmary were able to smother the fire miss householder survived her burns for only a few hours
0: oh yikes okay
1: so stories also persist that a former superintendent was particularly cruel to the residents of the poorhouse reportedly beating them as they worked in the fields of the farm Uh, these punishments were witnessed by others in the community and reported according to an article published in 1851 in the lancaster gazette
0: hmm.
1: uh, the good samaritans of the area effectively brought an end to the superintendent's brutality and the life good. of those residing at the poorhouse improved once the abuse ceased good um, in fact it is said that county officials would occasionally visit and enjoy a meal with the residents of the infirmary Aww. and members yeah it's nice and yeah. members of the community would donate christmas gifts uh, local musicians would play for the elderly. And they would um, hold ice cream socials. Oh,
0: um, God. Oh, I love a good effort. ice cream social. <laughs> right? Who doesn't? We have, we don't do enough of those anymore.
1: <laughs> right? Sign me up. I know. Um, this is all um, to help improve the lives of those that were housed there. Yeah. Um, and that was the peak. The 82 inmates in 1903 was the peak population of the poorhouse. Oh, okay. Um, which... It doesn't seem like a lot, but it was never meant to house that many. Of course, we always are dealing with sure. overcrowding right? in these um, types of facilities. Yeah. 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 Um, always underfunded.
0: But always still, underrated. it seems like, wow, that's just a nice, calm number. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so stories of suicide and violence
1: did persist as life at the poorhouse was difficult. And there were too many people with a variety of problems all living under one roof okay and that can be disastrous sure um one example is in 1924 a crazed inmate attacked the superintendent while working in the fields across the infirm- across from the infirmary the bad the superintendent was- or a different no no different one okay um the man rushed the superintendent striking him in the head with the bar he had been using to stack hay yeah um, a fellow inmate came to the superintendent's aid and fellow employees captured the attacker um God. I didn't say what happened to him, just that this is the kind of stuff that was pretty common. Yeah. Kind of stuff going on. Jesus. So, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunate. Uh, the farmland was eventually sold to Ohio University in the mid-1960s um, for them to establish a remote campus um,
0: there. Oh, uh, the wow. Infirmary-
1: <laughs> yeah, right? Like, what a great place. Uh, the inf-
0: <laughs> Where do you go to school? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, (laughs) don't uh, stack it. The infirmary remained in operation until May of 1985, when the final 16 residents were moved to local nursing facilities or foster homes.
0: Okay, wait a minute, Uh, hang on. So there were still residents living there, even though part of it was college used by college across the street where the farm where the farm
1: was at one point, they sold that to the University of
0: Ohio. Oh, oh, okay. Ohio so, oh okay, oh, okay, gotcha, sorry. Um, and obviously
1: it kind of started to house less and less people, right? It wasn't as big of sure. an operation. Yeah, okay, so,
0: but 85, yeah, wow, that that's, lasted a long time. Yes, it did, it was there for, I think
1: I said in the beginning, um, like 150 years or something,
0: Good quite a long okay. time.
1: Um, so when the final 16 residents were moved, um, the facility was remodeled in 1986, and the county health department offices yeah. were moved there after safety measures were taken, including the installation of fire alarms, sprinklers, and emergency lighting. Yeah. The fact that they didn't have this stuff before is quite concerning.
0: A little bit, yeah. I mean, right. 85 is pretty modern era. Right, yeah. I like, mean, what's on. what's happening? <laughs> Um,
1: So it was then renamed the Clarence E. Miller Building after the former congressman. And the County Health Department continued to operate in the building until 2013, even though the structure was in complete disrepair by 2011. Wow. Dude, okay. Um, It was said that there was about $4 million worth of updates that were needed. So obviously the County Health moved off and put their offices (laughs) elsewhere. The government was like, fuck this, we're out. (laughs) Yeah, it was too much for them. Too much money. So it was standing alone and empty until February of 2020 when Adam Kimmel purchased the property to preserve the history of the building and um, allow paranormal investigations of the building.
0: Yay! Yay. Thank you, Adam. (laughs) And that's your history of the Fairfield County Infirmary. Wow, that's crazy. Although, so when Chris and Audra and I first moved to North Carolina, we were looking for haunted locations around the state that we could check out. And Dorothea Dix, uh, she was the founder of the American red cross. So mm-hmm. a lot of, um, she was a nurse. And so a lot of, um, health and buildings like that, hospitals and things like that are named after her. So here in Raleigh, um, there was the Dorothea Dix, um, uh, mental asylum here in downtown Raleigh Mm -hmm. and um, the land around it like is there still the patient cemetery there Um, and that that park is actually called uh, uh, Dorothea Dix Park uh, at Christmas you can like drive through it And at Christmas they do like this like light up night We went this last Christmas and you can drive through it But in the former building of the asylum The mental hospital Is the Department of Health and Human Services For North Carolina And so we, I was like Ooh it was the mental hospital And Chris is like ooh check it out see if we can investigate it And so I do and I'm like ah, I don't know why they feel the need to move in The Department of Health and Human Services Into these old I mean mental asylums poor houses alms houses what have you um but i don't know maybe maybe it's a common thing maybe it's a common have thing these and big buildings like, you know just yeah
1: be- yeah i mean and this is a county or state so
0: right yeah and this one doesn't actually look like what we think of when we think of former asylum especially in dorothea dix's t- era mm-hmm. um it does actually look like a modern hospital, but, um, yeah. So when you said that, I was like, Hey, that's like ours here in Raleigh.
1: <laughs> yeah. And the Fairfield County infirmary actually looks like a really big old farmhouse. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Like a really big red brick old farmhouse. Yeah. Um, yeah. If it was not quite at that scale, that's exactly what you would think it was. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I mean it's still not. I mean, when you consider some of the other locations similar to it that we've covered, it really isn't that big. That big, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, all right. Well, let's talk about the ghosts uh, of the Fairfield County Infirmary. Like I said, when Laura did her sources, we have the exact same ones. Explore Hawking Hills, Ohio, oh, hi, Ioho, Iowho. Where are your glasses? I mean, I've got contacts in, but maybe I need to change them. <laughs> Ohio Exploration and Iron City Paranormal All dot com, and then I like I said, Destination Fear, my favorite show in the world, season one, episode nine. Now, <clears throat> this, like Laura said, it's got a long history, over 170 years, um, of serving the less fortunate in the community, and this now formidable looking brick building is believed to hold more than just history within its walls. Some argue that the spirits of residents from the past still roam the halls. There is a ghost named Willie who haunts the second and third floors. His name likely comes from one of the only tombstones in the pauper cemetery that has a name listed on it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. There's also an entity of a little girl named Susie who appears to be a lonely little girl. She is looking for a playmate um, only to vanish into thin air when you see her, or you ask to um, you ask her name or ask her any questions. Um, she's been seen carrying a teddy bear, and her giggles are often heard in the hallways. So as disconcerting as a child's laughter, in an abandoned building is this is, this just seems very sad. She actually reminds me of Lily from Mm Trans-Allegheny. Yeah. Um, Visitors have reported hearing disembodied voices, slamming doors, smelling lavender perfume and witnessing objects seemingly moving on their own. Now, you had mentioned Jane Householder. Again, she was the 73-year-old woman who was burned to death when her clothing caught fire from a gas stove in the attic. Now, she will make herself known to you and want to share her story with you. Employees believe the desperate and sad energy that's felt in the attic belongs to her. Um, which, can you blame her? <laughs> I mean, can you blame her? <laughs> um the room below has actually never been repaired and you can see the charred wood frame on the ceiling of that room it's it's just that image alone is is haunting yeah 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 um so like the rafters and the beams you are still burned and charred they've never fixed it even when it was the government whatever building right yeah so Dakota on Destination Fear, actually, when he was in there, he had someone touch his hand with theirs and it freaked him out. And he's like, I'm out of here. And then as he took a couple of steps toward the door, he heard and captured footsteps running away from him out the door. It was weird, really creepy. <laughs> it was really <laughs> creepy. Um. The former superintendent that you had mentioned, the real asshole, uh, the one accused of abusing the residents who worked the fields, is still hanging around, believing that he is still in charge. In fact, painful screams can be heard outside of the infirmary in the area where he would take the residents to and beat them. No, oh, thank you. Yuck. <laughs> mm Hard pass. Hard pass, yeah. Uh, Prior investigations of this facility have proven to be active and hair-raising, with reports of uncomfortable and uneasy feelings in the basement, the slamming of the cell door on the third floor, and numerous accounts of a seven-foot-tall dark shadow figure dwelling in the attic that will then melt into the floor in front of you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. EVPs have been captured throughout the property as well. Um, In addition, equipment failure or malfunction and unexplained banging often occurs, rattling even the most experienced paranormal investigator. There are strange moans and heavy breathing that have been heard in the dungeon area, which, by the way, why, 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 Why? (laughs) why would you build a dungeon in an infirmary?
1: They always have them, and you know that they would probably use them for the uh,
0: more uncontrollable folks. Yeah, more mentally ill people. (sighs) So, on top of which, down there is the disturbing sound of chains rattling Mm -hmm. because they would chain these patients to the walls Mm -hmm. that are still there to this day. The chains are still there. Yes. Yes. Holy shit. I know. Like, what was it? What what did you say government
1: office was in this? Like the health, the county health department.
0: Why did they not, number one, fix that room beneath the attic that got burned, the ceiling burned? Why not? Why? And the dungeon or the, and the chain. I have so many questions for, for, for bad health people. <laughs> right. Bad restaurant tours. Dear god. Um <laughs> on the opposite end of the fourth of this area in like so over here like on this side is the dungeon and whatever. The opposite end of it on the fourth floor um is where the most unstable patients called inmates were held. Uh, Sometimes this occurred because of the doctors ran out of options and they just gave up. And in this area, a woman's voice has been heard as well as strange mists and lights have been seen. Now there is the jail like area, which was used to contain problem residents with the barred doors, closing them in. It's a small room, maybe about as big as this room, maybe smaller, that has a very heavy cast iron, like iron door. It's painted white and it's got like a grid on it, super heavy that shuts from the hall. And then on the inside is another heavy metal door. So that was solid. So solid door and then the grated door. And then when the patients were good, they would open the solid door so the patients could at least look out, but it was used as punishment. And sometimes they would cram 20 to 30 patients in this cell and it was everything from little children, orphans, acting out to the criminally insane that were put in there together. So aggressive EVPs have been captured in this area, along with poltergeist activity. Destination Fear had actually captured the heavy metal um, graded door open twice on its own in their episode. Wow. Of, of this location. Um, <clears throat> excuse me.
1: And this is too heavy to move, like, with wind or... Yes. Some sort of fluctuation of, like...
0: Mm-hmm. Air. Yeah, no. I mean, it is, like you really have to put some force behind it to just shut it. And it's not on like spring hinges. So it's not Mm -hmm. like you shut it and then it just kind of creaks open on its own. Mm -hmm. There is a window there because it's at the end of the hall, but the window was closed. There's glass in it. The glass isn't broken. The windows were closed and they checked all that out. And like, you couldn't even just like pull it open slightly and just kind of give it momentum to open on it all the way and it's you had to actually like open it all on your own wow okay, it's that heavy Pretty crazy
1: yeah
0: yeah and they captured it opening twice all by itself so in this area there are also heavy amounts of orbs and cold spots including across the hall in a room nicknamed elizabeth's room for the presence of a former inmate i hate inmate i'm gonna start calling patients because i think that's disgusting in an infirmary they're patients to my mind so in room 322 this room is notorious for its reports of sightings of apparitions and physical interactions between entities and the living who actually have the courage to stay in this room for any length of time uh um On the same third floor in room 321, a former administrative assistant used this as her office. She had noticed on numerous occasions that her pictures and office papers were moved and strewn about the area on almost a daily basis, which would irritate me to no end. (laughs) 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 Do you imagine just kind of like papers
1: tossed everywhere? (laughs) Sounds like my my office, (laughs) except I'm the one that is causing the problems. (laughs)
0: Yes, Um, not a great place for the disorganized. Um, Another visitor to the infirmary said that in this area she felt an invisible hand clamp over her mouth, Um, and when she like it startled her. So when she stepped forward, she felt the hand go through her head, like this cold feeling, like literally, like go through her face to the back of her head. Ew! Ew! Exactly. um one employee says that some of the spirits don't want you in the building at all and will physically poke you and harass you until you leave it and apparently they're pretty relentless about it (laughs) i'm like wow all right dicks Uh. now the second floor is a separate offshoot um which at the time that this group had gone that who's article i read um was currently under heavy construction and it was known for echoing voices and phantom footsteps on the main floor at the end of the hall is an unsettling room which houses a plethora of creepy dolls why do they have a doll room like Mm -mm. there's not a lot of things that are more fucking creepy than dolls we just talked about this on the doll episode exactly are fucking creepy are awful this room has reported to hold strange voices and laughter as well as having produced a very concerning photo of an entity behind the Raggedy Ann doll. As if Annabelle wasn't horrific enough. (laughs) I mean, it wasn't E.T., was it? Because that would be kind of cool, but... Mm, Yeah, no. Mm -mm. No. Shadows are also seen moving down the hall and outside this room in particular. Uh, Also down this hallway, um, there's... A bed with a canopy top um, in one of the rooms is, is the room is currently furnished with a bed with a canopy top. Um, mm-hmm. There have been heavy energies here and reports of batteries being drained quickly in this room. Guests have been scratched on their ankles. And in particular, a former haunted house actor who was stationed in this room. She refused to complete the evening or ever return after what happened to her in this room. Oh, sure. Right. Um I don't know. I just the idea of like scary. It's so creepy that it hit your fucking ankles though, like yes, or you know what I mean, scratching your ankles, like ugh. yeah. My oh, God, it's like your arm or something. I don't know. For whatever reason, that's your back. To
1: me, that it's something like at your, ankle, at like,
0: your ankles. At your ankles, yeah,
1: like laying down, like
0: <laughs> gross fucking weird man (laughs) so in a more secluded area of this floor is an uncomfortable combination of a funeral parlor complete with a coffin the physician's office (laughs) a chapel and the morgue so all of these rooms are essentially connected I'm guessing for efficiency maybe Mm -hmm. um You go see the doctor. He's telling you you're dying. You go to the chapel to pray. You die. You're in the morgue. And then you go to. I don't really know. (laughs) It's a whole afternoon. (laughs) It's a whole it's a whole thing. In the physician's office, a young boy has been photographed. And it was as if they were looking in from outside of this room. Um, And then they also like photographs have been captured of of a man and a woman. Although they appeared nearly eight feet tall.
1: What's about the distortion in this place? Are there ankle levels, super tall? What's going on? It's like a funhouse fucking mirror. Right? <laughs>
0: You've got fucking creepy dolls. And... Mm-mm, no, no, no. It's like a one stop shop. It kind of is, yeah. Um, which, <laughs> remember that you said funhouse, because I'll talk about right. something similar in a minute crates. Yes. (laughs) I just opened Pandora's box. You really did. You really (laughs) did. Let's just get down right in that rabbit hole. Um, So the group said as we explored the area we noticed a shadow move from the physician's office toward the nurse's station and the morgue. Now the morgue tends to hold an uncomfortable feeling and during our walkthrough we heard strange voices in here. Inside the small chapel area former investigators who spent the night in this area have reported footsteps and heavy breathing as if someone were following them and simply watching them from afar no thank you you don't have to do that if I'm there I'm here for you I've said it a number of times I'm here for you you don't have to watch me from afar come on in the room let's sit down let's have a chat right you don't have to scratch my ankles we can talk Mm -mm. (laughs) we can talk you don't need to be creepy don't peek around doors come on in (laughs) welcome me into your home (laughs) um One girl was scratched on her back in the morgue and said every time she goes into the building, she experiences some kind of paranormal activity. So, the floor which held the orphanage, Mm -hmm. dungeon, and mental ward.
1: (laughs) That's a good combo.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, these seem to hold a unique energy in their own right. One which changed throughout the evening from happy and playful, um, with somebody playing with their lights and the and like rolling a ball back and forth with the investigators, to then someone throwing chunks of drywall and plaster that had fallen down at them. It seemed to just the energy of the room just seemed to shift on a dime, mm-hmm. really. Could you imagine being like, oh, this is so much fun. Aren't they so cute to be, have like drywall chunks lobbed at you? No, I wouldn't be a fan. Was it something I said? I'm, <laughs> right. Who did I piss off? Who did I, I didn't, I didn't mean to upset you. Did you not like the song I just played? I'm so sorry. <laughs> right. Um, many employees who <laughs> were <work>, a toddler <laughs> and then they swipe at your ankles. <laughs> right. They just need a nap. Um, Many employees who worked in the building at night have heard people talking when no one else was there. A ghostly woman wearing 1,800-style clothing with her hair in a bun has been spotted by several witnesses. Many county employees were afraid to go into the attic due to a coldness and a strange feeling about the place. Again, that's where Jane, um, uh, her clothes got caught on fire and Mm -hmm. she died from her injuries a couple hours later. The second-floor women's restroom was also avoided due to the same strange... Energy and coldness in that room. Mm-hmm. So now, when Ohio Exploration Society did their investigation, they wrote up a very detailed report, and I'll read a little bit of it right now, and said, quote, During our visit, the old infirmary was still in decent condition. There was some water damage due to busted pipes from the winter freeze. The roof was needing repairs and mold infested several corners of the building, but the overall structure seemed sound. After our initial tour of the building, we conducted a mini paranormal investigation. Two members smelled lavender perfume on two separate occasions. They did not notice any obvious air fresheners in the vicinity. And while investigating the attic by himself, our coordinator witnessed several signs that were in storage move on their own. We tried to debunk the movement by stepping on loose floorboards, but the signs did not move. Uh, There were some sudden drops in temperature by a few degrees. Upon review, we did capture some electronic voice phenomenon. Some of the EVPs that they captured um, were a whispery voice said, Welcome on the first floor near the cold storage area, which... Oh, shit, this place. I forgot to tell you. So, you had said it was a working farm, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So on the first floor in like near the kitchen area, they had their cold storage where they would store like vegetables and, and meats and stuff like that. Any kind of like dairy, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But in the winter months when patients would die and the ground would be too frozen to dig graves, they also used it as a storage for the dead bodies. Delicioso. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Just, I was like, (laughs) Oh, my God. Suddenly lost my appetite. Mm, Yes. (laughs) Um, So a whispery voice says welcome in that area. They also captured a feminine voice just after the camera clicked. Um, They captured an inaudible word. Somebody Mm -hmm. said hi. That was the EVP. Mm. Inaudible said hi. Um, Another whispery voice they captured sounded like it was saying, oh, my God. And then heavy footsteps on another um, EVP. Heavy footsteps could be heard followed by a strange sound that was possibly a woman's voice. To me, it sounded like, whoo, kind of like, I don't know. It wasn't really a word or anything, but it did sound feminine and just kind of like, whoo, I don't know. Huh. Yeah. Um, and then the weirdest one, and I listened to all of these, the weirdest one was a strange computerized voice recites seemingly random letters when the recorder was left alone for some time. They said, we did not use any equipment capable of producing this kind of vocalization during this investigation, and they were stumped as to the origin of the voice. And so essentially what they did was they took an EVP recorder, just like we always use, they put it in an empty room, they turned it on and they let it run, like we always do. Right. And then what they captured Laura, you gotta listen to this. It's fucking weird. It does sound like a computer voice going A, E, 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 O, A, R, R, E, over and just endless. I was like, what the fuck is this?
1: That's strange. And it doesn't spell anything, eh? Just, like, just random fucking letters?
0: Just random letters. That's so weird. Super, super weird. So um, I recommend going to their website to hear these EVPs for yourself. <laughs> the website is OhioExploration.com slash structures slash... Bless you. Bless you, Humphrey. <laughs> Not slash bless you, Humphrey. Structures <laughs> slash Fairfield County Poorhouse 2. And their videos and their EVPs that they captured are there. Guys, seriously, go listen to them because that computerized voice was weird. And they didn't have anything else going. Like no SB seven, mm-hmm. nothing. No Ovulus, nothing. Yeah, really, weird. really weird, yeah. Hmm. Um so They continued that the canopy room, that room that I was telling you about earlier, didn't produce much communication aside from the off-putting phrases of shut up and leave. Uh, (laughs) So naturally, they took that as their cue and got the hell out of Dodge. However, the doll room did appear more active and even felt friendly and inviting. I find that hard to believe. Um, Yeah. They did capture some communication like the words friends and Madison. They even recorded the name Julia before we wish them a good night with some polite phrases of you're welcome and thank you. So um, back to that beautiful combination of the dungeon and the orphanage. Uh, <laughs> they said that they were drawn to this open area and hallway where, like I said earlier, the change still hung from the wall. This spot had an odd feeling, and even just the thought of patients being chained to the wall right around the corner from where children played and slept was just so disconcerting and gave just about everybody on the team goosebumps thinking about it. Uh, These areas housed the wayward and lost children who helped work at the property, and these chains were used to hold the patients as their secondary punishment after they were locked up in the jail cell that I mentioned earlier. Right. Um. The patients sometimes would not be fed or treated medically and simply be left there chained to the wall to repent. <sighs> Tell me again why we cover these locations. Why do we talk about this shit again? You're so cheery. <laughs> I mean, God, my part has never been sunshine and roses, ever. No, um, it's really not. Uh uh-uh. uh. Apparently, that's not my jam. Some of the more typical occurrences have been recorded um, in this area include footsteps and laughter. There are balls and toys left here for the um, child spirits, and they have been known to roll and move on their own. Uh, The equipment in this room produced words like dark, which described the room to a T, and the name of Michael, which they're not really entirely sure if that was a staff member or a former patient. They were also asked to introduce um, themselves and they were instructed, quote, to talk to us through the EVPs. Hmm. Wouldn't that be cool? I'd be like, yeah. hell yeah. Um, this is hysterically funny Because after trans You and I know what this is like They said quote After a bat swooped down Causing Derek to squeal like a girl There was <laughs> There was some laughter heard Through the phasma box Followed by the phrase That's hilarious And Derek's name was repeated
1: <laughs> Oh that's awesome
0: I Yeah I mean When you're in these locations Bats are just part of life Mm-hmm It seems like They're very definitely a thing, yeah. So at least Mm. the spirits were entertained by that. I was like, that's funny. So you can visit ironcityparanormal.com to hear their EVPs captured and video that they took as well. So in closing, I do want to say that this old infirmary does appear to hold a significant amount of both residual and intelligent spirit energies. I mean, obviously, if they're laughing at a guy... Who gets scared by a bat, you know what I mean? Says that's hilarious and then says his name. That's really great. Mm -hmm. Um, There are some residual um, hauntings that are going on here at this location, which, as we all know, is kind of like a tape recording. The spirits don't know you're there. They don't interact with you. They don't answer your questions and they seem to kind of go about their business um, on a loop. So that's what a residual haunting is. But this old building seems to um, be a haven for those who passed away while living and working on the property, as well as those who left so much of their energy behind while working and living in the infirmary as well, even including the doctors and nurses. So these spirits do tend to communicate and interact all throughout the facility, but it seems to be that the most active locations based on these this evidence that these groups have captured and their experiences are primarily the dungeon slash orphanage which i can't even believe that that's a combination of words right. <laughs> the jail cell the mental ward and the doll room which of course now laura i want to go here but i do not want to go to the doll room you can go there if you want to even I don't fucking like dolls Like <laughs> No dolls for us We'll send Chris and Audrey to the doll room <laughs> So um, I do want to end my part with a fun fact And I haven't done one of these in a while But I love this fun fact because um, I am a huge, huge fan of um, American Horror Story. I have never missed a season, although I do admit that I haven't watched the um, the little shorts that ha- they have on streaming channels. Um, but if you guys watched American Horror Story season three, you will remember this lovely gentleman. <laughs> oh no it's not working oh no what happened hang on no oh there he is
1: twisty oh. so yeah creepy ass clown guy <clears throat> he looks
0: quite dirty Mm-hmm. yes this is twisty the clown and he is uh from american horror stories uh series freak show um And the original bus of Twisties from American Horror Story Freak Show is parked on site at Fairfield County Infirmary. This is what it looked like in American Horror Story. That is where he lived. And this is what the bus looks like today parked on Fairfield County Infirmary's actual um, property. I thought the that was much the same, a little less bushes. A little less bushes, yes. Yeah. So I mean, they've pulled back some of the greenery. You know, it's not mm-hmm. as quite as yellow. The balloon is gone, um, but yeah, so I was a rusted out, fallen apart bus.
1: School
0: bus, yes, school yes. Bus, yes, mm-hmm. yes, yeah. With
1: like a little um, trailer on the top there, so mm-hmm. yeah, like a camper.
0: Yes, <laughs> yes. So um, I love this is one of my favorite seasons freak shows one of my very favorite seasons but i absolutely was terrified of twisty um his it's story totally creepy. yeah super creepy do you watch um american horror story i've only seen the first season
1: oh really? the house right yeah yeah, yeah i've only yeah. seen
0: that one yeah it's really great i have not missed a single season um, I love
1: Sarah Paulson. I mean, I just one of those things. I was like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I gotta watch it. I gotta watch it.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, every October when it when it, it airs, I'm like, yeah, it's American Horror Story time. And Ryan Murphy is so fucking twisted that this the um, I don't think that this season's ever disappointing Because of course, it's you know, it's a different storyline. The same actors. They play different characters all the time, but. Yeah, I really, it's, it is, it is really good. And Freak Show was a really, really good season. And this character, Twisty, was terrifying. Um, (sighs) Yeah. Um, But anyway, so his bus that he lived in, um, I think in the show he had kidnapped a young girl and he kept her on the bus. Um, Yeah, so that was, this bus is where they filmed that. And the actual bus is, Housed on Fairfield County Infirmary's actual property. So I was like, yay, fun fact. I haven't had a fun fact in a long time. So oh, fun. yeah, yeah. Um, the location of Fairfield County Infirmary is 1587 Granville Pike in Lancaster, Ohio, 43130. Now they don't have a website, guys, but they do have a Facebook page. So I think you can, um, you know, contact them through there and see about setting up a paranormal investigation um, find out how much you know that is for private investigations. Maybe they do public ones. I'm not really sure. Certainly want to look into it because I think this is worth. I think this is worth a visit, Laura. What do you think?
1: I concur. Yeah, uh, just because there's so many different stories of all different kinds of experiences, I'd be interested to go check it out. So it seems many. Seems like there's no dead spots. Like every I know. place in this is happening.
0: So exactly
1: be, like yeah, it'd be a really interesting place to stay yes overnight
0: yeah yeah i think so it doesn't sound like you can throw a rock in this place or have one thrown at you without hitting a ghost um (laughs) so uh yeah that's um that is what i have for fairfield county infirmary and to that end we are gonna do strange history so let me flip through my book of knowledge and see what we land on okay here we go this is called Hermits for Hire now uh, I don't have my readers on so I'm just going to have to like do this number Um, Hermits for Hire any wealthy nobleman had to have his own hermit preferably or preferably a filthy bearded old man to live in his specially built hermitage okay An English politician named Charles Hamilton advised for a hermit or no, I'm sorry. See, I need my glasses. God, we're getting old, (laughs) Laura, Jesus Christ. An English politician named Charles Hamilton advertised for a hermit to live in the forest at Paines Hill Park in Surrey. Quote, where he shall be provided with a Bible optical glasses. Oh shit. Maybe we should apply. Um, (laughs) (laughs) A mat for his feet, a hassock for his pillow, an hourglass for his timepiece, water for his beverage, and food from the house. He must wear a camlet robe and never under any circumstances must he cut his hair, beard, or nails, stray beyond the limits of Mr. Hamilton's grounds, or exchange one word with the servant. Hamilton offered a payment of 700 guineas, which is more than $500,000 today. But there was a catch. The hermit wouldn't get a penny unless he followed every detail in the contract. Hamilton did find a man willing to to shed his wares, but he lasted only three weeks. The hermit was fired for drinking at the local pub. (laughs) It ends with a quote from Aristotle that reads, Whosoever is delighted in solitude is either a wild beast or a god. (laughs) <laughs> and uh that is hermits for hire which apparently is a thing i wonder why wealthy noblemen needed a hermit that's kind of strange just kind of fun i mean i'm not wealthy or a noble anything so how would i know um <laughs> so that's what i've got for strange history guys laura why don't you tell everybody where they can follow us and they should
1: You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at H-O-H Podcast. And on the TikTok at H-O-H Podcast, at H-O-H Carrie, and at H-O-H Co-Hopes Laura. Whee!
0: All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening, for watching. We hope you enjoyed this episode. I really did enjoy this one. I really did feel like I'd gotten back to my crazy haunting stories. Um, so I was really excited to do this one. And uh, yeah, uh, Fairfield yeah. County Infirmary. Yeah, this was a good one. I'm, I'm excited. We are going to be doing a special episode next week, which um, is going to be a sister episode to this one. So we will tell you all about it, obviously, next week. And to that end, I say, stay safe out there because you never know who. Or what? Is throwing drywall at you (laughs) while listening to you from afar. There you (laughs) go. Bye, guys. We'll see you next week.